The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. This podcast is brought to you in part by the Pop Insider. The Pop Insider has all the latest in news, merch reviews, and other geeky goodness. Whether you're a wizard, a Sith Lord, or a superhero, fuel your fandom at thepopinsider.com. You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Crisis for the geek kind. Top geek officials admit they underestimated the hipster's defense capability. Geeks from all over the globe are joining up to fight for the future. They're doing their part. Are you? Join Weeby Geeks and the Geek Revolution and save the world. Service guarantees citizenship. Want to know more? Do not attempt to adjust your device. This is a stream freedom audio bulletin. It cannot be traced. It cannot be stopped. And it is the only free voice left. And welcome to another episode of Weeby Geeks. It is the Dashing Duo, Derek and myself, Mike. And this week, we are being joined by not one, not two, but several guests, all from the independent film called Monster Force Zero. Uh, we have Shale, we have Heath, we have Aeon, we have Greg, we have Sylvia, we have Delana, and we have Nathan. How's everyone doing? I didn't miss anyone, did I? No, I'm doing peachy. Doing great, thank you. And Delana, doing I'm, good. Not a, I'm not afraid to tackle your last name, because I believe it would be pronounced win. Oh my god, I'm in France. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, it's not G-I-G-U-N-E? G-I-G-U-N-E? Very funny. <laughs> Someday. You're not cultured at all, Shale. It's all good. It's not. As I'm being attacked on my end by my daughter. <laughs> so, um, one of those, one of those work from home moments, right? No well, children on the bridge. Yeah. <laughs> Our guests say no children on the bridge. She's like, yeah. Um, so I guess let's start with Nathan. What is Monster Force Zero about, and how did you come about this idea? Oh, boy. So Monster Force Zero is about a group of cosplayers who uh, unlock their characters' abilities. So they are able to actually become their characters and use their character superpowers, all thanks to uh, the help of ancient aliens. And uh, the concept uh, is not not fully my concept. Uh, the characters and the stories uh, by Mike Pasito, who is the um, main screenwriter and also the executive producer of the film. Um, I think for him, the concept came about from going to a lot of different comic cons and pop culture cons, and especially some of the lower tier ones where you really see people like on their grind, like really trying to hustle and sell their, their comic books or 
the stuff they make or their paintings or works of art are just folks who sell, you know, like geeky memorabilia, you know? And so he got the idea about these, these comic book writers trying to like make it in the con. And ultimately they go beyond that and get their super, uh, their character superpowers. Okay. Yeah. So how I, I'll let you guys figure out how did casting come about? So I'm sure each one of you guys have your own story. So, uh, let's start with Delaney. Start if to volunteer, if that's okay. Yeah, okay. okay. Um, so I originally saw the casting for this on a Facebook group called Please Casting, and I was still in film school studying acting, so I was still pretty new to this kind of world. And I went into the cast or the audition, which was in Colorado Springs. I came from Denver. And I was so nervous. I was literally memorizing my monologue while I was waiting there before it was my turn. Um, but yeah, I just, I guess I obviously killed it. <laughs> um, I was super nervous, though, especially because um omid was there and he was already one of the characters and nate goes he's like omid's like one of the characters he'll be reading with you and i'm like oh my god i'm that's already an actor oh my god i'm so intimidated (laughs) but yeah that's how i i that's how it started for me uh greg since you were stepping up i'll let you go next yeah, um, well, I, I've uh, known Nate since uh, he, he started making films. I think I've known Nate and Shale since, like, 2005. And then when I saw the breakdown uh, that Nate had posted, I was like, well, now I got to audition because I've always wanted to do a film with Nate. So um, that was something that was a long time in the making because uh, I, I knew Nate and we were around each other. We were, like, practicing improv and doing theater together. Yeah, but then uh, uh, I saw that he started making movies and, you know, he was doing a really good job with the limited resources that he had and everything. And, you know, he 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 he's a really good uh, guerrilla filmmaker for sure. And he's really rising up and I really love seeing his growth and everything. So um, I auditioned and then uh, Nate approached me later for a, a supporting film. And you're also uh, the fight choreographer. For the film, too. Uh, yeah, yeah. Him, me and uh, Russ worked together to help put some of the fight scenes together. Um, and that was, uh, that was a uh, process of trying, you know, safely trying what was working and then, uh, and then dealing with the camera angles that we had to do to catch those particular moments in the fight. Okay. Well, the second member of Monster Force Zero, uh, Aeon. Hi. <laughs> Um, I guess uh, casting for me, I also, like Delena, saw casting in the group, and I drove from Denver, Colorado Springs, to go audition for actually the role of Cadabra, and I guess I did a terrible job <laughs> for, for ammo, and I guess I was just really good at talking crap and uh, being kind of bitchy. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Which Aeon, Aeon is far from that in real life. She just had like that wild kind of look. We, you know, Amy, I'm sorry not to cut you off. You're not bitchy at all. <laughs> no, I, I had fun just, you know, cussing at everybody and yelling at them. That was, I just got really into it. So I guess I did good. <laughs> I, w- I would uh, I would have said strong, not bitchy. 
<laughs> now, Sylvia, you are the the head alien. Yes. <laughs> so I'll let you go next. Okay. Uh, for me, it was uh, I got a message from uh, Nathan um, asking me uh, if I wanted to participate on a project that he was doing, um, and uh, he was uh, referred to me by my friend Heat that I work with them in uh, other projects. That uh, thank you, Heat, once again. Um, and uh, what he was asking me to read um, for the audition for the character of the hot girl. And uh, I, I did. I sent him an audio uh, reading the script, and he sent me a message like, you know what, your your accent is like, uh, it's a little bit different. I said, why don't you um, audition for a different character? And I was like, uh, which one? So he told me Anunnaki. And I said, okay, well, send me the script. And once I started reading, I was like, this girl has more lines than the other one. And with my accent and everything, I don't think I'm going to make it. Wait, you, so, you have an accent? No, not at all. Not nobody can tell. I know, I know. Sorry, guys. I perfect. <laughs> no, but it was, you know, like the accent, um, I guess he thought of uh, it was going to be better for Anunnaki, which he was, um, you know, uh, from a different planet. And uh, I, I read the script and I saw some words that I never seen in my entire life. And I was like, this is going to be so hard for me. He's like, no, you can do it. Come on, Sylvia, you take it. Are you taking it? And I was like, okay, let's do this. So yeah, he had faith on me. And um, so I went for it. I was really thankful that he gave me the opportunity. And so as he, you know, thinking of me for this character. Since he's got mentioned twice, Shell, how'd you get cast? <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. Um, for me, uh, I've known Nate since uh, like 2004. We started out out at um, our local community college doing doing um, theater, and uh, I kind of was in Nate's two of Nate's first films, uh, The Cowboy and the Attica. And um, so we've kind of had this this history of working together. We've done several other films together. And Nate, Nate approached me and said, hey, um, we got this film. Mike and him approached me and said, hey, we got this film. We have a role for you. And I said, all right, well, tell me about the character. And he said, well, his name is Yeti Boot. And um, you, we want you to do it. I'm like, all right, cool. Tell me about Yeti Boot. And he's like, uh, well, Yeti Boot's uh, your mask wearing character and you won't have any dialogue. And at first, as an actor, I'm like, oh, shit, that's, uh, mm, you know, I want to be seen. I want to be heard. I want people to know who I am as a, as a thespian. I want to, I want people to know me. And at first, when I, um, when I, I said, all right, you know, I want to work with you, Nate. You know, you, you, we're going to go into distribution. And we're going to have all, you know, we're going to make money or whatever, whatever it is we're going to do. We're going to, we're going to go out and we're going to make a great film. Because everything Nate's done that I've done with Nate has been, has been phenomenal. And just to work with Nate again, I was like, okay, I'll do it. And then I had an opportunity to kind of delve into the character a little bit and kind of put him together and work as a cosplayer. And um, I became Yeti Boot. But I, I originally didn't really want to do Yeti Boot because I had no dialogue, nor was my face going to be seen. So... <laughs> But Nate talked me into it, and that's kind of how I became Boots. Let's see. I I actually found Boots very – not that I didn't find anyone else memorable, but Boots really stood out because of the fact that you were silent, and it was all the the pantomime to, to you know, get your point across. All right. Thank you. So, uh, so Heath. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, 
Uh, for me, for me, um, uh, how I got into casting and getting involved with this, it, it kind of took a little bit of lasers, a little bit of guns, and then a power raid blast. And I just put them all together, and I was like, guns, laser, power raid blast. Um, but the cool thing is, it's because I knew Megan McGrath from a film like eons ago. She plugged me into. Um, uh, a music video with Nathan, and I got to work with Nathan and Shale, and that was phenomenal. And I think it kind of like afforded me the opportunity to just have a role in this film. And so I just thank I thank them all for pulling together such a fantastic team. Shale, uh, Heath's audition is really funny. I mean, there are, all the additions are really good, obviously, because here they are, right? But uh, Heath walks into the room and gets very serious on us, like one of those moments where he's like, and he turns his back towards us and he flips around and he goes, I just got robbed by a sweet old lady on a motorized cart and I didn't see it coming. So his audition was uh, Lloyd from Dumb and Dumber and I was like, (laughs) (laughs) and he's like, it was all the way through to the whole, like, we got no food, we got no jobs, our pets' heads are falling off. It was great, man. (laughs) That's awesome. So, Heath, just so you're aware, the yeah. soup, soup du jour is the soup of the day. Oh, yes. <laughs> so what is that flow? <laughs> Sounds good. I'll have that. <laughs> Feels nice to yeah, hang out with these laid back folks on here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, was it hard for you guys to get into your characters uh, after you guys got cast? I'll take it. Uh, yeah, for me, so. Again, I didn't really, I didn't really want to be Boots. And Nate told me, "Hey, we'll get, you, we'll get you this really cool costume. We'll, 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 we'll deck you out and be great." And I said, "No, I, I, if I'm going to do this, I want to kind of take on the role of a cosplayer, and I kind of want to put the pieces together, put the elements together, and become that character in a sense, and kind of, I don't know, I guess work my method acting in that sense." So once I finally got the costume, I got the mask, and I got the, the the full suit. It was it was real easy for me to get into it and just become that character. It, I really connected with them when we started going to some of these comic cons. Uh, we went to Galaxy Fest, and um, being able to travel through the crowd in the comic con crowd, and for people to want uh, to see people connect with that character, even if they even though they didn't know who he was. People wanted to take pictures of him. Kids were coming up. Hey, can I, can I take a picture with you? Can I, can I, um, you know, will you take a picture with me? And I, and it was really, it's just really, really cool to connect with the character. So every time I put the suit on, it's like, it kind of takes me back to that moment of connecting with the audience in a sense, even though they haven't seen the film, they didn't know who the character was. He was still kind of like this beloved thing that people wanted to be around. So for me, it was really easy to connect with the boots and kind of get into that, that realm. It was, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun doing that. Connecting with them so much. You brought him home. I, I did. See him in the background. <laughs> yeah, there he is. There he is. Yes. What have you done? Yes. This, the celebrities at the Comic Cons love Yeti Boot. They would. They were pulling him into their boots. Oh my god! Oh, wow. Yeah, they were. Um, I mean, you just name a celebrity. I mean, I, well, there's a lot of them, but there was. It was pretty cool. <laughs> you can't ask for a better form of advertising. <laughs> 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 attention. <laughs> I, got, I got a really good picture with uh, the the guy that's uh, part of part of Cobra Kai. Not uh, not the kid, the kid that plays Johnny, but the uh, Martin, Martin Cove, Cove, I think. Yes, yes, I got a really good picture with him. Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. Uh, Polly Shore, 
Uh, oh, sure. <laughs> I, I never say his name right. Oh gosh, forgive me. Uh, didn't you get the? Didn't you get the Ferregs too, Lou Ferrigno? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a picture of Lou Ferrigno. That that was a that was like a childhood dream come true. So that was kind of cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The new Darth nice. Vader. Uh, I forgot his name. Yeah, a guy that plays him in the, the suit. Hayden Christensen. <laughs> Judge Reinhold. Hello. Judge Reinhold. Hi. Oh, it's hey, Quiplash. Quiplash made it. Yo. <laughs> Surprise! I got lost in cyberspace. So, for for those who don't know, uh, new new cast member joined in. Yay! And it's uh, Omid. Omid. What's up? So welcome. <laughs> yeah, you, you've only missed. 45 minutes of the show, but it's okay. <laughs> so Omid was late about 45 minutes every day on his call time. So. <laughs> Very punctual. Part, 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 shadow. Of course. Yeah, um, Omid, they were asking everybody what their audition was like. What auditions were like. Did you audition or did you already have the part? No, I auditioned for you like 10 years ago for another... For another movie, and That's you guys right. love that so much that you keep asking. That's all she wrote. Funny. So that fixed your testament as an actor, though, because your performance was so unforgettable that you know years later he asked you for a part. So thank you. Yeah. So since we do have all of Monster Force Zero now, did you did you guys did the three of y'all uh, hang out any before filming started or in the early stages of filming to kind of help get the the chemistry between the three characters to to click a bit more? For Monster, we did do a table reading. After they are talking about for Monster Force Zero, the the destroyers of destruction, or just the whole cast? Uh, just the Monster Force Zero team. So it's funny. Everybody that I worked with, because I was obviously part of Monster Force Zero, the people that were on my team, I I didn't know anybody until the table read. I actually knew knew the bad guy. Like I I I did a music video with Heath. Together, so I knew DOD more so than I knew um, uh, Monster Force Zero. But even at the table read, it was so easy to connect with the, the, the mm-hmm. casting crew. It was so it was like it was almost spontaneous and instantaneous. How cl- quick we all kind of bonded and knew what we were going to do and where we were going to be. It was it was it was pretty organic actually. Mm-hmm. And I've also worked with Greg too. So I mean, I, I we all kind of worked together, I guess. But it was very organic for the people that didn't know each other, I guess. So I felt like the camaraderie just kind of spread around to everybody else and everybody else just kind of, you know, came in. And I've also here and there worked with uh, some of the others on different things like uh, Aeon I worked with and Heath. I worked with a uh, a, a different film on up in uh, Boulder, Army and Coop, right? Oh, yeah, so, that's true. So and that I was like right before. Them too. <laughs> so uh, y'all keep mentioning Colorado Springs, Boulder, Denver. I'm assuming all y'all are... In the Colorado area? Uh, actually, I sorry, I, I moved down to uh, Albuquerque uh, about three years ago. Um, back up in Colorado, visiting family now, but um, I still keep in touch with everybody because I love you all so much. So <laughs> mm-hmm. we love you. Yes. 
but yeah, I, I think I could say speak for everyone pretty much. It's between Colorado Springs and Denver. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Denver, yep. I've actually I got nobody's there. I wish that on any button, but I actually got family in in Denver. Oh, cool. So I, I love the area. I just I absolutely love the area. It's it's a great little. It's a great. I shouldn't say little. It's a great state. There's a lot of people doing projects out here. Um, a lot of talent, which is pretty crazy. I mean, there's so many indie features happening. I could name a few that are going on right now, and I can name a few that are already are in distribution. Um, yeah, it's just there's a lot of talent out there. It's pretty awesome. Great, great place to be. Yeah. Well, cool, Derek. You, it looks like you got something to ask. No, I was going to say that's really good to hear. I like. Uh, I like hearing about thriving independent scenes and in, in around the, the country, around the world. Yeah. So obviously, the, this was made pre the virus that shall remain nameless. Oh yeah. yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sure. a lot of pre. Things are normal. Yeah, a lot has changed. A lot has changed. A lot has changed. Um, even during the making of, like, from script to now like even some stuff that i don't even know where to start it's just amazing how almost i don't even know it's just like it feels like not that the film's dated but it's almost like now that it's out it's like oh this was made three years ago when the world was a different place <laughs> <You know? laughs> whether it be politics pandemic yeah um, social issues that are going on right now i mean it's like a completely different world like none of what's happening right now happened and it was happening in Monster Four Zero, which <laughs> is just—it's crazy to think. It was almost like this innocent time, <laughs> dare I say. <clears throat> yeah, it's kind of that happens in the movie. We should have, we should have, uh, we should have built a DeLorean at, uh, at, that, uh, at that car park we filmed at. <laughs> yeah. So we can just kind of go back in time and. Tell everybody, brace yourselves. No. <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Yeah. That'd be funny. Like, I don't know. I bet, I bet that pacer could have done some time traveling. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That was a cool no, that on that On that note, um, I was just out there. So Rambler Ranch is a place in Elizabeth, Colorado. And uh, Terry um, is the gentleman's name that runs or owns the place. He has the largest American Motor Company car collection. So the old AMC cars. Oh, wow. He pretty oh, much wow. has, a, he has them all. And, um, but he also has like Ramblers, which are even more classic, like goes back to the 30s yeah, and 40s yeah. or whatever. Um, and then, uh, but uh, yeah, I was just out there uh, on Tuesday, uh, the producer, Megan uh, McGrath, who was on briefly, but she was in a choppy area. So she had to jump off. Um, but we went out there to meet with Terry and show him the film. And he was like over the moon about the film, which was great. But uh, I just want to throw a plug for them because we filmed like, I think, 75 percent of that, 60 uh, percent of that movie at Rambler Ranch from the diner, uh, the, the IHOP diner scene to um, the gas station scenes to the forests, use, the use of the cars, some green screen work. <laughs> Terry's Rambler Ranch was an amazing place and he was you know let us do it um but if you get a chance to go you can go visit there the place is is crazy if you love cars next time i go out to visit my brother and his wife i'll have to i'll have to go yeah please yeah uh, lots of cars and then a bus with a bunch of mannequins in it yeah (laughs) (laughs) okay there's a lot of things that you would not think that you will see there 
It's definitely the perfect blend of industrial and then nature out there because it's it's also in a very wooded area. So it's like, I mean, if you want the best of both worlds, visit the car park for about an hour, spend some time out in the woods for about an hour. And That's then, very uh, cool. I think Delana, didn't you uh, one time like try and go out and chase a deer or something? It was a peacock. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> peacock. Similar. Yeah, sure. yeah. Yeah. That, that, that was a sign that Delana has aspirations to be on NBC. <laughs> it's like a turkey sanctuary, actually. Um, there's he doesn't allow any hunting on his property. I think it's about 160 acres. Oh wow! So there's like he has a ton of turkeys on his property. <laughs> That's where every uh, presidential pardon turkey goes. Yeah. yeah actually, <laughs> actually, they come down. They come down here where I work. Oh, yeah. I, work, I work for Walt Disney World, and they oh, always get oh. they always get sent down here to the ranch. Oh, nice! Oh, every year. That's cool. When you're, you get a life at the at the Disney World. Awesome. Yeah. Turkeys are deceptively fast. I had a wild one like approach me one time, and I startled it. It took off like a freaking velociraptor. <laughs> <laughs> They're prehistoric. You're absolutely right. They're prehistoric. Yeah. <laughs> so and I got a question. Nice care. So what? So what was your guys' take on the film, as as far as far as you guys? I mean, what what, what was your guys' thought of the film? What did you guys think? I enjoyed it. I thought uh, it was epic as fuck. I loved it. <laughs> I mean, initially, I wasn't was, sure. I wasn't sure where it was going until you know there was the the cosplay challenge. I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> and then, and then once we get to that, to that stage, like, okay, this is really cool. I, I really dig this. Um, especially like with the first puzzle, you know, boots comes over, looks at the letters, turns on the light, turns off the light, puts everything up. And it's like, Oh, okay. It's going to be one of those. <laughs> I, I'm digging this. I, I'm digging the gags. I'm digging the, <laughs> the, the bits. Nice. So, built the skirmish sanctum. Yeah, I know. We should talk about Shale and his phenomenal talents. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, yeah, he built the skirmish the cast sanctum. are amazing, too. Yeah, no, no. Shale, yeah, the cast, everybody was phenomenal. Shale uh, built a lot of the set. Um, every, there was a lot of double duty on this film, oh, which wow. is pretty yeah. cool. Also, i got to show you, you built one more thing. Yes. Nice. It's signed by everybody. <laughs> yeah, this is on the janitor's part of the movie. It's a wet floor sign, but uh, it's just a hidden Easter egg in the movie. If you're looking for it, you'll find it. Oh, nice. But, uh, I just I just got that wet floor sign because it's signed by everybody. Ah, it is signed by everybody. Yeah. Yep. I didn't Sing sign it. I didn't sign oh. it. Oh, I'll be out, Sylvia. I'll be over shortly. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to bed around 12, okay? So. Okay. All right. Yeah. Let's, everybody, we're going to Sylvia's. Let's do it. Go ahead. Come on. It's going to take us a while to get there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we'll wait. We'll wait. A little yeah. bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought, we'll I thought, we'll the, I thought the movie was, the movie was a lot of fun. And um, I really liked how it, it became like halfway through. It kind of became a a different a different feel to it after the the cosplay competition. When you find out what's going on behind all that and everything, 
and uh, and then there was another nice twid, nice twist towards the end that was really good too that I won't spoil. <laughs> you know, I've I've heard a lot of feedback on that. A lot of folks say they mention that it it starts out the first half feels like this whole other movie, and you're not really sure where it's going, yeah. and then suddenly it's like now we're like. <laughs> We're going off in some tangent. <laughs> that was good, though. I, I love to, if done right, which y'all did it right. I love right. tangents in movies. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. nice. You know, I, I gotta say, I gotta mention though. So in the in the film, as everybody knows, but people listening might you know not know, there is this cosplay competition between Monster Four Zero and the Destroyers of Destruction. And uh, the one thing that I thought was really fun, so I think I, I wrote the second and third draft of the script. And I, when I go to comic cons, pop culture cons, it's always fun to go watch the com- cosplay contests. And each place does it differently. But one, one, I think some of the main contests I've seen uh, done the same at the different cons I've been to is where the uh, during the contest the cosplayers will go up on the, a stage of some sort or the front of the room and they'll start to like break down their character um what i absolutely love when you have this cosplay this person full cosplay get up like in the front of the room and they're like you know like my character has a cyborg arm and they're like you know like they they start to become their character and the glove does this and then in the back it's this and you know and they really break it down and they made some of them will talk about how they built it and made it um and so when the destroyers of destruction and uh, Monster Zero go together. I was like, what if they really had to compete? <laughs> <You know? laughs> like, what if cosplayers, like, it was like a battle royale, you know? <laughs> um, and then ultimately, at the end, the prize is getting your, your powers unlocked. So. <laughs> mm. say, every time I hear the stories of destruction, it makes me chuckle. <laughs> <laughs> they destroyed destruction. <laughs> One team enters. Another team leaves. Yes. There you yes. go. Yes. <laughs> yeah, awesome. you know what? One of the things that um, for my character, it was hard to do being so serious because uh, the people here are pretty funny. So <laughs> they will be doing some faces and they will be saying things, or especially he was like, you know, just with his eyes. You know, who made me like mess up everything? You know, I was like, "Come on, Heath! Like, I need to get this out. Come on!" And I was trying to be all serious, you know, and like I had it to be a certain like way, and I just couldn't because he was in front of me doing this stuff, and it was just so hard. <laughs> okay, but it was pretty fun. Well, since, since you brought that up, who was the biggest jokester or prankster on set? Oh man. Omen, oh, <laughs> yeah. no, Omen, oh, and and Adam too. Yeah, yeah, you, you, you too. Yeah, as Omen went a little bit method because his character yeah. is just a little bit. Uh, I don't know. I mean, he's not like mm-hmm. he's multi-dimensional. <laughs> yeah, I will say uh, between the three, Omid, uh, Adam Singer, who played AI, who's the fourth member leader of monster four zero the team and then um sly uh, sylvester clayton um he 
was uh, the Ajiji character who was uh, played with Anunnaki, who was Sylvia. Um, but when you got the right. three of them, Omid, Sly, and Adam <laughs> at times, it was like this crazy, <laughs> I don't even know, <laughs> yeah, comedy hour. There's a funny, if, if, you, if you dig through our posts on Facebook, eventually you'll come to um, uh, Omid and Sly. <laughs> reenacting uh wrestlemania it was like hulk hogan and, and macho man randy savage like verbatim word for word they're like doing this in the middle of an old chicago pretty, pretty spot on. yeah it was pretty good um and then when we shot the uh the party scene the cosplay scene i mean it was long days and and those guys were in there like rallying the troops and getting all the cosplayers that were in the party like going and then all the actors got on board i mean it was yeah, you guys are crazy. <laughs> so, yeah. Omid, how much Assassin's Creed did you play to get into to get into your character? <laughs> well, I mean, I've, I've I've played it like kind of growing up, but I was also a big like Prince of Persia fan too. So it's like those old school platformers, the, the side scrolling ones, and then of course like the the big ones, the Ubisoft like. Sands of Time and yeah, Warrior yeah, and yeah. like those old classic ones that they're trying to remake now, I guess. <laughs> um, I mean, those are like service inspiration. I was always one of those like weird, nerdy, poor core kids in high school. <laughs> and then like I took like gymnastics classes like at my high school and stuff like that. Learned a bunch of acrobatics and did a bunch of martial arts and stuff like that. And then I don't know, like I guess it comes up every once in a while. Nice parts like this. It's really really nice to sort of I don't know try to try to embody like that thief or like rogue type of Dungeons and Dragons archetypal character you know so, and of course the trickster trickster and folk tales and and uh, that sort of thing. old myths and stuff like that are always intriguing to me so I'll admit I was waiting for you at and, one. and there wasn't a voice when you got into character yeah, yeah. I imagine to be this super nerd who's like plays World of Warcraft or something like that at home, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna do this for real life." <laughs> I, I was I was waiting for you at some point to spin a, a dagger or a knife on its tip on your finger. Uh, I wish. I wish I was that skillful. Maybe in the sequel. Yeah. That. We didn't have the budget for that. Omid <laughs> <laughs> was a very good sport, also taking a lot of knees to the nuts. So Yeah. Um, <laughs> actually, but, you know, he, he, I remember, you know, like six takes of, you know, the of a knee strike to the nuts and him going up an octave intentionally and then, you know, lowering the register. Yeah, I should point out permanently. On, on that note, every actor did all their own stunts. Every actor kind of took it in the gut, fell on a pad, you name it. Like uh, Delina, when she falls back, she falls off one of the towers. Like she fell back. She was terrified. I was terrified for her. I think I can't remember. Did I do the fall? I thought I did the fall too, just to see if it was okay. It was, yeah. yeah. God, God bless so you all. That we, had, we had Russ and I holding a really big pad that like could make sure it was out of shot. That way she fell virtually like you know, maybe two or three feet instead of softer on the pad. And then we lowered her down. Um, that way she wouldn't get hurt. But yeah, you know, when you think about just kind of falling off a balcony. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I, I should note, 
I should note if uh, when the DVD comes out, which is uh, December fifteenth, that's when the DVD comes out. Uh, there is a special features, and we do have a full like behind the scenes outtakes. So we break the fourth wall, so you see the stunts, you see the how it was all set up. Oh, cool. and so, like so, so we see a lot of Omid. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did you change his voice or did he change his voice? He's gone. He changed That hurt him, so he had to go, you know, take uh, a break. No, the, the dog had to go outside. Yeah. No, I, I have the... Oh, oh is that how you do that? Yes. If, if, if his voice isn't to your liking... Don't forget. Just don't forget to turn it off. off this but, time. But if you ever hear a voiceover in a helicopter, well, that can be done too. <laughs> so, that was next, awesome. Next time, next time, Squatch is fighting in, in the car yard. Now we can do a commentary from the traffic helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> so uh Anne, how how did you come about with getting into your character oh gosh i think that i was uh pretty i don't know it was pretty easy to get into the cap talking kind of aggro i don't know i i just kind of had a problem with everybody it was it was kind of fun i don't know um I, I enjoy the cosplay scene, so so that was really fun to try and get into character. Um, I know it was fun to try and pick costumes out. I remember going and looking for costumes with Nate um, and him sending, uh, you know, the the ideas for the costumes, and that's kind of coming up with we were going to wear and, and everything. So it was kind of like building from the ground up with the costume and the character and what they're like and everything. So that was, it was a lot of fun. So this definitely went down the wrong side of 16th street. <laughs> we did actually. <laughs> we actually, yeah, we went to uh, Broadway. It was like, we we're trying to find stores on Broadway. Yeah. We went to a bunch of stores. Yeah. And some of them were closed. And yeah. We were like on a wild goose chase, like the yeah. day before or something. I feel like it wasn't that, Far before filming started, that we were still finding pieces. There's actually, there's actually a disguises on 16th. That's on Colfax, and <laughs> they got all kinds of disguises. Oh yeah. <laughs> I wonder if that was there then. I've been, in, I remember I've we been in that some, shop. Like, we went to like a stripper store. We to, it was like it was like closed or something. Yeah. They moved. <laughs> It's more awkward, like, uh, hey, actors, do you like to go shopping at a stripper store? <laughs> <laughs> I promise it's for the movie. Yeah. <laughs> sure, sure. What yeah. movie is this? Is that, is that we always paid in, yeah. in one? <laughs> yeah, we're making it rain on the set all the time. You guys remember that, right? <laughs> well, for uh, there was a there was a time there was a day I had to stunt double for Heath, and uh, uh, I actually uh, put on I actually ended up putting on his original costume, but uh, we had these like these tights that uh, we didn't know were see through. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <no>. yeah. <laughs> Until I put them on, and I was just like, um, "We're doing the wrong version of this movie now, Nate." 
<laughs> you know? <laughs> so, you know, and then, uh, yeah, so Keith was kind enough to let me use his costume that day, and it ended up fitting. We were worried about it not fitting. Uh, <laughs> and, and I put a blonde wig on and everything, and, you know, it was just kind of, <laughs> He was like, he looked like Charles Bronson with a blonde wig. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, all right, buddy, we're about to do this stunt. <laughs> so, so I went from Monster Force Zero to Monster Score Zero. Hey. <laughs> I had a dirtier word for it, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Oh boy! Um, <laughs> so it's still would have been an F then. Still would have been. It still would have been an F, and but just not force. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't want to say it on the air. But you know, say nice words, kids. Don't don't. don't. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna find my charger. Don't mind so, me, guys. So, Shell, how hard was it to get into Boots? Like I said, Boots was pretty. It was like I said, it was it was hard for me to get into him in the, in the beginning because he was. I, I again, as an actor, you know, I'm a little narcissistic and I want people to see me and hear me. <laughs> so once I got into him, once I was able to put him together and and really take on that that role of being a cosplayer and building my costume, it was pretty awesome. Uh, I don't know. I, I got a quick little pug. You know, the guy that built my 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 mask. His name is Frank Kaufman. He works for a company called uh, UndeadMonsters.com, and he did a phenomenal he did a phenomenal job on this mask. You know, we yeah, we went through definitely. We, we went through a bunch of masks and I, you know, Nate and I, I would order costumes or I would send pictures to Nate, Nate of different masks. And the original costume I had, it came with a really cool, like werewolfy, werewolfy kind of Yeti face, but it was, he was vicious. And he was kind of mean. And I was, I was searching through and, um, this, this guy came up and again, the guy's name is Frank Kaufman, um, with undead monsters and he does phenomenal stuff. He does this, he does like a gorilla mask and does some other stuff. So if anybody wants to cosplay him at comic cons, go see Frank at, uh, undead monsters.com. Pretty amazing, but it wasn't hard for me to get into it. It was, it was, like I said, when I finally got into the character, and I was able to go to these comic cons. It was really cool. Like there was a kid, I think he was autistic and he'd, um, he had a Spider-Man costume on and he had this green lizard face on. And it was kind of like this, this mashup of a character that he kind of put together. And it was, it was really heartwarming because he came up to me. He's like, you know, I really like your costume. And he goes, um, can I take a picture with you? I'm like, Oh yeah, I would love to take a picture with you. He was probably seven, eight years old. And um, it was kind of funny because he, he says to me, uh, like, I want to take a picture with you, but I don't want you to bite my fingers off. <laughs> and it was just, it was just, so, it was so sweet and so innocent. So I kind of flipped it around and said, no, no, I would love to get a picture with you. Let me get a picture with you. You don't get a picture with me. And it was just, it was because of those moments, Yeti Boot in my, in my acting career has probably become my favorite character just because of how he how he how he touches and reaches people and, and how people want to be near him just because he's I don't know because he's this. I, I love so, I love the snowboarder awesome. vibe with him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shale spent a lot of hours Was it in, diff- that in, the- in the summertime too. <laughs> oh jeez. Was it difficult yeah. getting around the set in that costume or especially like the forest or no, the darker it- sets? It moves pretty good. I mean, the, the, my only issue is when I had to pee, and I would have to have 
you know, Delena or Megan or somebody unzip my back so I could go pee. But yeah. no, it's pretty. I, mean, I just <laughs> said your back and zip your back. Jesus. So <laughs> <laughs> warm and sweaty too. I was like, oh my uh, God. just just my zipper, sweetie. That's all I need you to do. Probably lost ten pounds in that thing, though. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I just. It. I just did some TikTok videos with Nate, just kind of promote him a little bit, and even just doing that for a couple hours. I mean, I'm it, I sweat like a pig in it, but again, for me, it's worth it just just to be part of it. This is to me, this is a phenomenal project, phenomenal cast and crew, um, and so for me, a little bit of blood, sweat, and tears to just make this happen and and become what it is. It's totally worth it to me. So yeah. In my years of being in like costumes and stuff, I found that the only thing that makes them stink. Uh, is and make make them really putrid is when you mix actors in the outfit. Because <laughs> now you're in sweat, man. Yeah, thanks for washing your costume, Heath. <laughs> Gross. So I, I can only imagine. Um, since we never see Boots' face, and when you take off your mask, it cuts away, that your character is sort of like the old cartoon character, Yuck, from Mighty Man and Yuck. You know, that's that, that, was, an interesting, that was an interesting kind of conversation we had, too, because we weren't sure what we wanted to do with that. If we wanted to, wanted to reveal him. Or if we wanted to just let it be like it was, like just kind of this mystery. Um, and I've heard some, I've heard and read some things where it's like, well, that was kind of lame. Now we don't know who Yeti Boot is. Like, we, who is the character? You know, like, but I kind of like that mystique. There, but there was some conversations. You know, who is Yeti Boot? What, what, what is he underneath the mask? And I, and I like that mystery of not knowing who he is. He, again, yeah. as an actor, it pains me a little bit as an actor not to be seen. But I mean, look at Peter Mayhew. I mean, everybody knows who he is. Yeah, it's Chewbacca. So I mean, I, I, you know, I, and also you know Andy Circus doing all the oh green, you know, motion cap. You know, just your physical acting was great, Shale. Honestly, oh, thank you, thank you, yeah, thank you. But it was, I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I like how it ended. I, I like how, not knowing who he is or where they're going, what they're going to do with him. So I, I don't know. It's it's interesting. I like it. Major spoilers. <laughs> so I, delete all everything I just said. I, <laughs> technical difficulty. Yes. So I let me Nate like that, Nate. I'm sorry. I screwed up. I'm, I apologize. I'm sorry, Nate. No. So I I guess I'm gonna pose the question out there. Um, with boots, is he human? Is he off world? Is that something we could disclose? Nope. <laughs> All right. <laughs> here, 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 here you go. He's he's a hairless ape. <laughs> he's definitely he's definitely some sort of hominid or Homo sapiens. <laughs> okay, I think that evolution oh, serves, serves him well. I think yeah. in the past hundred thousand years, he would be uh, probably about where we are. <laughs> I don't know. We should, we should, to your question, I should have said uh, albine. Nope. 
<laughs> I'll buy nope. Uh, I'll buy so I will say this. I will say this. Um, if we made a Monster Four Zero Two, the plot does revolve around the plot might revolve around Yeti and the other Yeti boot and the other Yetis, and then what's going on within ah. uh-huh. underneath. So there's there's a clue in there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I. To, to me, okay, I just lost track of what I was going to say. <laughs> yes. So, do you already have the sequel planned out in your head? Then, I um. So we've been Mike uh, Pacito, the you know creator and the executive producer. He and I have kind of chatted about it, and I've I've written a few outlines. Um, I I have a I think a, a fun concept that would be pretty cool. I mean. Yeah, it would be great to do it. So, you know, we'll see how it goes. You know, if everyone spreads the word, it can just get, you know, get enough attention. There's a good chance we could make another one. So, yeah, hopefully there will be a sequel. Yeah, I, I'm down. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'd be completely down with that. That's, yeah, that's well, I would too. Yeah. I'm sure everybody else on here would be as well. <laughs> I know. I, I will say. I think the way it would open is that the Monster Four Zero would be trying would be still at the cons, and instead of trying to sell their comic book, they're stuck like having to do demonstrations of their powers. <laughs> Some kind of Q and A. Kind of like <laughs> this is like the sixth or seventh, you know, one in this week, and they're just up there like. Putting Yeti in a suit, yeah, and Yeti doing like cuts, and everyone's just tired of it. (laughs) I think I think the the movie opened up a lot of possibilities. Yeah, Mm -hmm. for for future more for sequels. Personally, I wouldn't even mind seeing a series from it. Just me. I would love to see a series. Oh, cool. Yeah, the series would be awesome. The episodic Plenty of characters to keep track of in that one, too, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know. No, that's cool. I'm Just glad to hear you say Laser that. goes to college. That's a series list. Yeah. You go back to college. That's a series list. Good idea. <laughs> that was a fucking. That was a fail. Fail. That, that was a fail. Every every, every episode is narrated by the janitor. Yeah. I'm just excited. For me, I'm personally excited. The fact that I mean, I think it has potential to become you know have sequels. I, I love the series idea, but for me, I think that it's kind of cool that it. I do think it's going to get a cult following, and this is something that you know you, you we haven't seen in other films. We haven't seen this genre. We haven't seen you know the furries and the in this type of storyline revolving around the, the Comic Con world. So I, for me, that's exciting, and, I, and I'm excited to you know be part of like a cult classic. Really, yeah. I'm really excited about that. Fact. That was a that was a nice twist. That was a very nice twist. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Nathan's almost on par with like um L. Ron Hubbard, man. I mean <laughs> what you have to do is you have to create 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 a religion, right? And so where do you start? You start with the cons. Hmm. I like that. I'll start so, my own religion. Well, well, uh, where book, can I pay value? The book of Curry. <laughs> Uh, Delina, you and your furries. Man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the next movie is one behind you right now. I see him. Huh? I see the next one behind Delina right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> so, what's the name of your Ewok? She's <laughs> like a baby Yoda. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh. Yeah, that's another thing that's kind of weird that this movie is like was made before Baby Yoda was born. Now. Oh, yeah. oh man! <laughs> Mind blown. Yeah. <laughs> Again, yeah, it's so many things has yeah. happened. Uh, I, I think, <laughs> why so serious? <laughs> I think another cool thing from this film, and, and I just want to throw this out there too, but uh, my, my wife isn't an actress by any means, and she, you know, it's not something she wants to, but my wife actually played a role in this film too, and I just want to kind of give her a shout out to my wife, Hazel. Mm-hmm. She, uh, she actually got to play Pat Tanaka's wife in the film. So. Oh, oh. Mm-hmm. nice. For those who don't know who Pat Tanaka is, uh, he was one part of the um, Bad Company tag team mm-hmm. in WCW, and I um, I can't remember the name. Orient, Orient Express. Orient, Orient Express, yes, in yeah. WW, yeah. WWF. <laughs> Taking it back. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, Pat. Pat was super cool. Uh, our executive producer, Mike Pacito, met Pat, um, I think, at an event. Uh, they were, like, somewhere grabbing food or something. And then I think Mike was just like, oh, my God, you're Pat Tanaka. And so they had a conversation, and um, they exchanged phone numbers. And, you know, next thing you know, he's like, when he's writing the script, he's like, I got to put Pat in this thing, you know? <laughs> uh, I was a wrestling Pat- fan, too, and – I, I went up to Nate. He's like, "That's that, that, that's the Pat Tanaka, right?" And he's like, "Hey, I do remember that." <laughs> <laughs> he's fanboying right over there. Yeah, well, Pat was like super nice, one of the nicest dudes you'll ever meet. Um, nice, hard nice. to believe there's so much power behind that guy. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, like, right. but that's that's a man you want in your corner. But yeah, he was so good and uh, was just very patient with you know the the long days and all the takes we had to do and. Um, but man, yeah, he did great on there as our wise, our wise janitor, you know, who knows, maybe he'll come back as something in the second one. No spoilers, guys. He's <laughs> <laughs> a very grounded guy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, really cool dude. Well, the, the, janitor, um, the, the janitor and Yunaki could be sitting around the table narrating the, the stories. <laughs> I like the idea. <laughs> a little coffee. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. he likes to drink. Uh, what's that? Pepsi or Coke? Oh yeah, he's Pepsi. And and uh, Pepsi. Gina, yes. Uh, yep. He has his two liter bottles of uh, yeah diet. I think it's diet, isn't it? Diet. Diet. Yeah, right. I think it was normal. I think it was, was normal. It? Yeah. yeah. And the uh, chocolate. Yes. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen him eat or drink anything else, honestly. No, I'm just kidding. I think the other cool part of the film is we were able to get Garrett, too, Nate. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was going Garrett, Garrett, another very nice guy. Um, yeah. You guys seen him at cons before. I mean, he's just 
full of energy, super funny. Um, he, uh, I think, didn't Shale, didn't you put a bug in his ear? I can't remember. I think yeah, we were trying, we reached out to him, we didn't hear back, but I think you sealed the deal. <laughs> Megan and I saw him at the uh, Galaxy Galaxy Fest, and we're like, well, we don't have anybody to kind of fill that role, and the idea was to have somebody of sort of, some sort of celebrity status to fill that slot that he had played. And I remember, I remember reaching over to Megan, whispering in Megan's ear, like, well, what about that guy over there? And I, I wasn't really sure who he was at the time. And then, you know, walking up and seeing his table and having pictures of him on, on, on the, uh, on, on Star Trek, I'm like, oh, we should get this guy. Yeah, so, start me what, what, uh, and what so I, I remember going up, going up to him, whispering, you know, talking to say, Hey, this is what we got going on. You know, are you interested? And he's like, yeah, sure. And he had, and Megan had kind of sealed the deal on that and, and let him know and got, got him in touch with you and got him in touch with Mike Pasito. But to, to have Garrett in it was, uh, I think it was a huge win for us. Yeah, we wanted uh, our our sci-fi expert. So in the movie, there's a point in the movie um, where uh, the team is flying through space and they're kind of getting this rundown of where we are in the story, but mostly the history of the Anunnaki and ancient aliens. And so we wanted somebody who was kind of known in the sci-fi world uh, that people could uh, relate to. And so Garrett was our, our guy, you know, he was our expert to have for that moment. So, um, it was, yeah, it was a nice surprise. Yeah. And I loved, I loved how he said he didn't even mention where he was from. He just said, you from that sci-fi show. Yeah. Behind the scenes, we guy. talked about that. We were like, well, we can't say it. We can't say Star Trek. <laughs> we can't say Voyager. Right. Um, so I think it'd just be funny if we left it ambiguous like that. Cause what did he say? He's like, Oh yeah, you may, you might remember me from that one sci-fi series, you know, the one with the aliens. <laughs> yes. And especially that's that Voyager had some of the, I, in my opinion, some of the, well, I mean, you could argue at deep space nine too, but like, man, some, some crazy, sure. yeah. crazy yeah. alien villains. Right. I mean, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm sure this is debatable. I just went there, but I mean, like, <laughs> there's definitely some aliens in Voyager. We'll just put it that way. <laughs> I think that's safe to say. Sure, they, they were they were both done by Michael, uh, Michael Westmoreland. They were, I will say this: though. they were both. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. The the makeup artist for both was Michael Westmoreland. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. So. I got oh, yeah, to give props to the on. actors who who put on those prosthetics full yeah. time mm-hmm. um, because it's no joke. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, yeah. So um, we should... talk about it. It's been released in the in the, or in the uh, what is it the uh, festival circuit? But yeah, yeah. Oh, is that a tail? Yeah. <laughs> was that was that a uh, delirious? Uh, yeah. It's okay. Uh, There's something wrong with your boom oh, no. It's okay. It's the only tail he's getting tonight. Uh, so, <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, Greg not only was our you know helped out with stunts and the coordinating, fight coordinating, but he was also the squatch, and he was in probably the most prosthetics, the most the fullest, like the full makeup out of everyone besides Shale's mask. Um, I know Sylvia, you had some pretty heavy makeup as well um, for some of the scenes, but. Uh, yeah, those prosthetics aren't no joke. I mean, to be honest, we only had two uh, 
squatch masks that we, we that's all we had <laughs> so we wow. had to stretch the i mean not literally stretch it but we had to really stretch those masks more than we should have because usually once you wear them it gets you know you're sweating on them and everything you're kind of you have to go back to the mold and, and make yeah. the next you know new one. um so Lucky we really, us, we really so able to get all those scenes done in three days so yeah was it three days or something like that i think so yeah yeah nice. but by the third day i mean i was like i all of a sudden uh knew that what Christian Bale meant by being a little claustrophobic in the bat suit, you know? <laughs> um, because like, yeah, it was like the prosthetic, it, it like covers up your pores and then you're inside the garage with all the fog and it was hot out. And by the third day, I was just like, and then I had, I was like, I went, Nate, I, I think I'm having a panic attack or something. You know? <laughs> no. All that lead paint. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't like that. It was just, you know, my pores were being suffocated by the, yeah. the prosthetics. I mean, geez, John yeah. Rice, Mary Davies, who plays like Gimli in Lord of the Rings. It's like, wow, you guys are <laughs> oh, troopers. You know? I know. He's allergic to that stuff. <laughs> How many hours did it yeah. take to get into the mask or into that outfit? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I think I spent like a total of maybe 36, 40 hours. And I mean, out of the three days that we filmed, yeah. but, um, you know, it wasn't, it was something, it was new. So I felt like I was also going through a phase of getting used to it. And that's probably when I was just like, Oh, I need to step outside and get some air, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. I think so, the, the other thing is with, with, uh, prosthetics and things like that, people don't think about, I mean, you, you know, it takes a while for you to get into it, the makeup and everything, but it, it's not like you can just rip it off and be done with it either afterwards. No, no, no I had to be careful Especially if you guys ate, save it. But trail mix. <laughs> the days I was filming in the squash mm. suit, so. <laughs> I, I have a makeup that I get into, and it takes about two hours to get in and two hours out, and then we'll pull about a eight or ten hour um, shift. Um, so, yeah. Wow. It's, wow. Not, it's not easy. It is suffocating. You're absolutely right, Greg. Right. Mm. So, I mean, I felt bad about it because I was like, oh, shoot, I felt because uh, we were in the middle of filming a very big scene when that happened. Um, very climactic scene. It was like, dude, Nate, I don't know what's going on, but I'm like, I'm freaking out. <laughs> I'm having a panic attack or something. <laughs> but, um, but, you know, the day carried on. We got through it and. Mm-hmm. And uh, no, there there was a lot of stressful days. I mean, even with uh, like um, uh, Aeon and Delina, uh, we were filming on some pretty cold spring nights. Or <laughs> would um, it might have even been? I can't even. I can't remember what time of the year it was. But you guys were practically, you know, sleeveless and, sh- oh, and, and wearing yeah. like a shorts like you know like you were wearing your shorts um i mean it was like they're chattering teeth in between takes and you yeah, know so it's like they, like face blankets on the side yeah that, yeah you guys are like huddling the blankets in between takes and i wasn't um, cold i wasn't <laughs> yeah go back to your cave and eat a tauntaun you wampa <laughs> Um, but i also got a note real quick on the note of cosplay and um our actors that we have here and some that weren't able to make it for this um uh, everyone as we kind of mentioned earlier but pretty much almost everyone contributed to some aspect of their character and kind of owned it and like built out their characters like Heath dyed his hair i mean he didn't dye it he bleached it (laughs) he did that i think on his own right did i ask you i think you just did it because you were going yeah. for the uh, uh, uh 
Flash Gordon. Flash Gordon. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, but yeah, I mean, everybody contributed some kind of aspect to their character, whether it be by kind of adding and contributing to the costume or creating aspects of like, you know, kind of personality traits and how their characters would be. And, um, but I mean, everybody contributed in some capacity, which was awesome. Um, and I can't thank anybody, you know, everyone enough for their, <laughs> for their efforts and for doing that because it really added to the characters. They really owned it. You know, these were almost true cosplay kind of characters, honest, even though they were made up. I really up. <laughs> love the lighting in the movie, the lighting scheme that you went with and, uh, you know, oh, sci fi yeah. kind of neon lights and all that. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was part of the limitations. You know, we only had so much budget. We And um, the production staff, we knew it. And it was like, let's lean into it and have fun with it. And, you know, part of me is uh, the part, one thing that I like is I love how films from the 80s and 90s, early 90s looked. Um, you know, some of those guys are hand animating some of those effects we've seen back then, you know, and, and so we were kind of trying to trying to own that with this film as well. You know, of course, with the soundtrack by 2600, you know, to really kind of make it feel like one of those classic kind of films. Right. Oh, yeah. I was going to say the music was excellent. <laughs> Love yeah. music. Yeah. <clears throat> 2600, man. That guy is super talented, plays so many different instruments. Um, if nobody, if you guys haven't listened to the soundtrack all the way through, you can on Spotify, or you can go to his band camp, um, <clears throat> support him on there and buy, buy a CD if you'd like. We also have the CDs available on our uh, Facebook page, but, uh, but yeah, uh, that guy is super talented. Yeah, I, I check out all his music. I think he has a new album coming out. So definitely worth checking cool. out. Very cool. So I guess going around, um, everyone's favorite moment while filming. Uh, gotcha. <laughs> so whoever there, would there, like to start. There, there's a ton of moments. There's a ton of moments. Um, uh. <laughs> I have one. Can I go? Yeah, Aeon has one. My, my by far epic moment filming is when we were in uh, what's it, the gold room, and the fire alarm went off because we had a with all the furries and oh, with yeah. all the cosplayers and all the extras that came out that day, and uh, everybody was there, and all the lights were going, all the strokes were going, and the fog was going, and we were all dancing and having fun, and then the fire alarm went off, and we all had to evacuate, and the fire department came. Yeah, we're all taking selfies with the fire department, and yeah. you know, I mean, it was so fun. It was so the best day yeah. ever. <laughs> I know the fire department, they said like they had to check every room in this building we were in. This building is this giant, I shouldn't say it's not tall giant. It's just long. (laughs) It was built in like the twenties. And so there's all these nook and crannies and they had to go through every room before they let us back in, make sure it was clear. Uh, That's Uh in the special features as well. (laughs) (laughs) I want us featured the day the fire department came. Yeah. Yeah, and my I want to go next. <laughs> I remember uh, uh, one of the scenes. Um, my favorite things was uh, um, when Pat Tanaka did um, like he did his own stunt. So mm-hmm. it was pretty cool to to see him doing him. So I think that's one of my favorite ones. And you were so patiently sitting there, like eating your steak. So yeah, yes, I was eating a delicious steak. 
<laughs> oh, the steak also is in the outtakes as well. So yeah. that's- <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay. You missed breakfast that day, Sylvia. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, that was scary because Pat was like, yeah, man, you want me to just like flip onto the floor? And I was just like, he's like, because that's so in the scene, the the Agiji character played by Sly um, has this thing around his neck and he flips him. And Pat was like, I could just flip right on the floor. You want me to do it? No big deal. And I'm like, "Uh, I don't know, man. Like, we don't have any reservations about that, too. And I was just, yeah, I was like, but Pat, it's it's. All right, you stayed like low the marble floor, you know. Marble floor. <laughs> you know? It was like a full, yeah. He did it yeah. though, so yeah, I wasn't, yeah. But you know, he's but, uh, a professional wrestler, so he's used to like jumping from the top <laughs> turnbuckle all the way down to the concrete yeah. floor. Yeah, so and let's just, just say Pat didn't flip on the floor; the floor flipped on him. Pat got um, co- I, I was oh. I was gonna say Pat got uh, COVID and COVID had to quarantine for fourteen days. <laughs> um, I, I wanted to say that my favorite day was actually uh, the Monster Four Zero meeting um, Destroyers of Destruction. I thought it was really cool integrating characters and filming with um, you know like an actual Comic Con going on. Was it Gal- Galaxy Fest? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Galaxy all- Fest was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I thought that was just real neat, man, because um, it's integrating two different creative worlds, um, which proved to have a lot of challenges, um, audio and such, I, I assume. Um, but uh, apart from that, I thought it was really neat to have like a ready-made um, cast and and uh, extras and stuff. Hope I didn't give away something there. No, no. no that was the second. <laughs> Again, <laughs> That was the second big weekend of, of filming, actually, was at Galaxy Fest. I think the first scene we ever shot was the the escape room mm-hmm. scene, the, the red room. That was the first time I think we shot. Um, and then we shot the following weekend at Galaxy Fest. And yeah, it was a live Comic-Con. There was <laughs> the <laughs> behind the certain direction we had to shoot, pretty much 50% of those scenes were shot in one direction and then shot the other direction. One direction, the wait staff and the bar staff at the hotel kept setting things up behind us. So gradually as the scene progressed, there's like a bar being set up in the back. <laughs> so by the time you get to like the, the end of us filming there linearly, actually, by the time you get to the end of there, it's like, there's this full bar <laughs> service bar behind. <laughs> Wayne catering yeah. comes to you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Smile for Sylvia. I think, uh, my favorite yes. day. <laughs> My favorite day was getting uh, Ryu punched by Shale. Uh, yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Shale's got some mad hops. Yeah. Anybody does a sick up in that Yeti. Even that Yeti. Okay. I know Yeti, Yeti only gets so much attention in this film, and that was one of his big moments. <laughs> yeah. That was a good moment. Mm-hmm. What about you, Shale? I, I think for me, like I, I've always been a, like a diehard King Kong fan, and so I had this moment to to kind of live like a King Kong and do a King Kong thing, and I, had, I actually had to carry Delena all the way up the the one of the, one of the towers on my back, like super light. But my legs were on fire for like two weeks afterwards. But that was kind of a cool moment, just where we 
where, where you get to see those two characters kind of uh, bond in a sense. So I, that was that was a fun moment. Anything in the scrimmage sanctum was kind of fun for me because it was something I had built and I got to see it come to life and and just be. So I like the scrimmage sanctum scenes and and of course the the scene where I get to play King Kong playing to the top of the the tower. So that was kind of fun. <laughs> what about you, Omen? Um, it's difficult for me to pinpoint any any sort of like one instance. The whole thing is kind of like a ex- experience for me. A bunch of people running around in costumes, <laughs> you know, just dressing up and yeah. you know being part of just like a really great cast and a really great crew. Being led by you know Nate Latier, always working on his films are just so much fun, and there are just so many of these, these small little idiosyncratic moments that I think are just really, you know, unique. Uh, the, the one that stands out for me is between me and Heath, where we have our little foot five, you know? It's just so weird. <laughs> but, it's, but it's just, like, fun and, and just improv, just coming to know where we just, like, coordinated this this little thing. <laughs> just like, these two costumed, like, overgrown nerds just, like, <laughs> just, like doing this, this high five with our feet. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is a good little moment so it's just the whole experience I love it yeah. and our furries of course watching our furries just dance mm-hmm. is like uh, our furries were great sports oh, too yeah, yeah. so how did yeah, that, that dance routine wow how did that casting go for the furries oh boy um, we kind of we just kind of went through the crowd and and different people some of the different actors occasionally would bump into some and and mention like oh you got to be in this film um and then we i think megan connected with one of the furries who um was like i know everybody and i can get everybody you need for this you know for whatever you want you know and it was like great we need them for this uh comic-con after party scene and so that's how that happened and there were there was gosh maybe eight eight or nine of them in there maybe wow. ten that showed up for that scene um just for the the comic-con scene and then we have our, our lead furry in the film furious uh, who's played by Kent Welling, um, who's a phenomenal animator and also a director. And uh, he played, uh, he because he was like good about animating and, and understood the, how that should look on camera, I asked him to play the furry, and I think he did really well, you know, being very comical in his body language and stuff. Um, so, yeah, that furry, we, furriest, we actually created. Um, we ha- we uh, commissioned somebody to that furry for us. Um, but, yeah, Who Galaxy Fest is very sourced our who came up with the furry dance routine? Uh, yeah, so uh, a burlesker, a burlesque performer named Champagne Sugarnova. She, I asked her to put together the dance routine. She kind of did it so, sort of on the fly, but you know, she already had an idea in mind. Um, and uh, they were practicing. There's some footage, I think, on her Facebook page where you could see them down in this basement. And they're like, you know, half fur suits and they're like going through the motions, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I personally, I, not to skip ahead of Delena, um, but uh, I, my, one of my favorite moments and scenes is that that uh, the Comic-Con after party scene. Um, one thing I absolutely love about it, it's like 
one of the first times, well, it's not officially one of the first times, but it's like you have Destroyers of Destruction and Monster Four Zero like in this party, you know, trying to find, you know, in the story, they're trying to track the furry, the furriest. It's like the white rabbit down the rabbit hole moment. And so they're looking for this furry in this party. And I just love the party. I always wanted to do a furry dance number. I don't know how that was on my bucket list, but it made it happen. <laughs> I can die happy. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's one of my favorite moments. I just wanted to point that out. I just love how everything went, like the camera. I mean, a lot of it's just like a big music video. It's mostly the music. You're just in the, the party. It's the atmosphere. Um, so yeah, that was one of mine. But I'm curious what Delina's was. Um, so I have a few favorite moments. Um, but I'm embarrassed to say probably one of my favorite moments was when we have this like intimate romantic connection between Kadabra and AI. And I just couldn't help myself. I had to make sure to stay in character and be professional when it came to the kissing scene. Sorry, spoiler alert. <laughs> but every time they was like, oh, we gotta do another take of that. And I was like, I mean, okay. <laughs> um, and then my next favorite scene was um, in the scrimmage sanctum where Kadabra's doubting herself. Like, this is her moment to, like, get one of the beacons. And um, Aeon's character, you know, talking me through it. She's like, you're a bad bitch. And she slaps me because I'm, like, losing it. And I swear, that one of those slaps was real, you know? It was memorable. Um, and it was just funny because even Nate was like, I, I heard that. Like, are you okay? <laughs> it was totally worth it. It was fun. I loved all of it. <laughs> hey, uh, Delana, I think we kept, we have a moment from on set after Aeon slapped you. <laughs> No. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. I'm glad you enjoyed it. <laughs> um, I'd like to know. I'd like to know your your guys' favorite. Ooh. As far as, uh, you know, watching the movie, you know, seeing that you're outside of our circles, <laughs> you know, if you have a, a moment that you'd like uh, put you on the spot. Good question. For, for, uh, me, for me, it was the two teams come together, Monster Four, and then it's just announced, well, Monster Four Zero only has three people. And they look to Boost and they go, you want to join? And Boost just sits there and he's like, yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> I just I just love that whole sequence. It's like, okay, just now changed the whole vibe of of the team. Right. It was so cool. Yeah, Boots is down Boots is down for whatever. It it almost reminded me um Boots almost reminded me um Sid and Marty Croft were responsible for the original Ghostbusters. That had uh, Larry Storch and uh, the other guy from F Troop as the Ghostbusters. Right. And there was a gorilla that was part of that group. And that's what Boost reminded me of was that gorilla. And that gorilla was always silent. And, and I loved I'm like, okay, this is the gorilla from Monster Force Zero from Ghostbusters. This is, this is their gorilla. Nice. And I really, nice. I really like that. 
I'll take that. Thank you. <laughs> now I got to look up what that I think, what his name was. I think one of the. I think for me, probably my favorite part was what was seeing Monster Force Zero and the Destroyers of Destruction fight each other. Just all all of that was was just a lot of fun. Just the way you guys did it was just really good. Well, hats off to the the cast because <laughs> they were put through hell, man. I think we only shot that in weekend. <laughs> that whole scrimmage, yeah, like twenty five minutes in the film, days of just getting like those those uh, those pivotal fighting moments. Yeah, uh, yeah, and the crew, the, everybody was. Yeah, that was that was a major. I think it was one weekend to build it and then one weekend to shoot it, and we had one day we came back to pick up some shots. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We only had we had a limited time in that warehouse, right? Yeah, yeah. That's what I was saying. We had one weekend to yeah. build it and one weekend to shoot, and then we had a, a day to pick up. It was crazy. Oh, <laughs> the, the gorilla. His <laughs> name is it Tracy. Came out really good. Yeah, I think. No. I, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say the gorilla's name is Tracy. It was played by Bob Bar- Bob Burns, and the show's called The Ghost Busters. Space in between each word. All right. I'm a little. Wasn't that before like the original or something like that? That is the original. Yeah. Oh, that is the original. That is the original. Yeah. Yeah, that was a weird thing for me to say before the original. <laughs> um, well, the, it was done by filmation. It was done by film. It was a filmation I show. Meant, I meant. I meant. Was it made before the characters I know? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Show came out yeah. in like '75. Yeah. <laughs> I would like to mention too, and I, I feel like we're—I I don't know—I feel like we gloss over this a little bit, but I, I feel like there there needs to be, Nate. There's got to be some recognition that goes out to Nate. Uh, Nate, you know, directed. <laughs> Nate, Nate wrote. Nate, yeah, there you go. Yeah, uh-huh. um, Nate did the special effects one frame at a time. It's it what uh, Nate did with this film. Yeah, I mean, yes, he, Nate made us all look amazing. I've, I've worked with Nate on several films and done a lot of projects with him. And what Nate did with this um, just shows his love for the craft and his craftsmanship for what he does. And he, I think, he made us look phenomenal. So I, 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 I just want to applaud Nate. So. Thank you, Nate. You guys are see. very sweet. And thank the, you guys, because there would be no film if you guys didn't show up. <laughs> so I remember I remember the instant uh, voiceovers. That was fun. All the intimate voiceovers with each one of us. Uh, Say it again? All of the intimate voiceovers that you had with each one of us. Oh, yeah. We had to do a bunch of uh, additional dialogue recording. Um, in my apartment, <laughs> I have a lot of fun little outtakes there. Yeah, yeah, and you know, I just want to say something. Um, there's only been two directors that they've been so kind on set. As far as like, you know, there's a lot of frustration when things don't go right. Either the lighting, uh, the noise, there's something that happens. But he was always so cool, like super cool with everything. You know, like. I was like, does he get mad at all? Like, is anything going to like, you know? So, yeah, I, got, I got mad one time. We won't talk about it, but there was one time I got mad. That was it. Actually, I have that on tape, too. That is. <laughs> it was so much stuff, and you were still keeping it cool. I mean, you can tell, like, you were like, come on, guys, let's, let's get it together, you know? But it wasn't like other sets. There have been only, like I said, two directors. 
and you were the first one that I worked that was like that, you know, and I really appreciate it because I know even getting upset doesn't move anybody any faster. So, <laughs> no, I mean, we're, we were all there. Um, I, and we all had our job to do. Right. And, and like, I know like I'm more in a Hollywood setting with the, where the money's at and where people are getting paid and what the pay grade is. Everybody, you know, has their pay grade. So they kind of stay in line in that sense. I view monster four zero in a way that like we were all kind of on the same plane to a degree because we were a lot of us for volunteering time. I mean, I mean, all of us for the most part, you know, and we, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, there's no, there's no, um, reason for anybody to be upset or over the top or like to belittle or put anyone down in that kind of scenario, especially when everybody is just putting their heart and soul into a shoot, you know? So well, I, appreciate I, appreciate it. It. I appreciate it, Nathan. It was, it was, it was really nice to, to work with you, you know? Well, yeah. well, thank you. I, I do have, hey, didn't you have to do the special effects like one frame at a time? The entire film? Uh, I mean, no, there was some where I had to go in and what they call rotoscoping. I had to go in and delete things that were not supposed to be there. (laughs) For instance, like when powers, there were scenes where certain powers would happen, like with Delina's character, with Kadabra. She had scenes where she was doing things with her hands. And, you know, if I had a shot from over her shoulder and we would see it from this perspective and the powers coming out of her hand this way, you know, I had to like cut her hand out. So it would you know, like look like something was coming out of her hand. You know, it's like things like that. It was, there was a lot of that, but we won't go into it. All, it all looked really good. Yeah. The it looked amazing. The were, were excellent. Yeah. Hey, thank you. I was given a copy of when you did get mad on set. Oh, oh, my <laughs> <laughs> Sounded like Homer. I just like him. <laughs> Getting flashbacks. Um, that was the only time I got mad at Sylvia. That was it. <laughs> I, I think um, one of the other things that we didn't mention too that made it made it so cohesive is that they allowed for time for us to get together for uh, table reads, rehearsals, and and uh, um, fight choreography. Mm-hmm. This is yeah. this is missed uh, many times on uh, uh, independent films, but they made time for it. Yeah, yeah. very cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was in the schedule, and I got to shout out uh, the pro- uh, producing partners, Mike Cresito and uh, Megan McGrath, both of which you want to talk about me being calm and cool. And also, I should mention Anton Church, who is the assistant director. Um, yeah. Having a team help with logistics, help with scheduling. Anton's on set with me, you know, make sure everybody's, you know, focused while I'm helping the crew get, you know, our shots set up. Um, that that makes a world of difference. If I didn't have them involved, I may have probably lost my shit. But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I uh, think everybody were like so calm from the sound engineer. I cannot remember his name for anything, so I apologize for that. There you go. He yeah. was amazing. You know, everybody just on set keep their cool. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it was it was nice. Yeah. Also, uh, Ian Brander, who was uh, uh, the DP. Yeah, he was the DP. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Ian was the DP. Alex assisted Ian as well as did the lighting and and uh, Stefan and. Just trying to make sure I didn't know. Uh, I mean, there's so many people. I guess start naming everybody. <laughs> there's so many folks. Rosellis. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did a lot of these help with the stunts. And then um, we have Tiffany who helped with some sound, uh, you know, recording as well. And 
Page and gosh, and keep going. Uh, Kelsey, yeah. <laughs> wardrobe. <laughs> but yeah. But yeah. There were a lot of phenomenal people on this set. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. I love, I love when we talk to independent film people, people who do independent films, because you always, it always has that family kind of feel, which I love. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Yeah, no, that, that had a good vibe. Some of uh, some of the, a lot of the crew, I mean, they were working on projects together even beforehand, but a lot of the crew continued uh, making some project after, you know, after this film. I think they're still working on one. I think there's a few going on right now. And of course, the cast, I mean, the overlap is pretty fascinating. I kind of yes. say Shale and Heath were kind of like this overlap between like two worlds because... And what I mean by that, you got the Southern Colorado and the North Colorado, Colorado Springs and Denver. It's kind of like they work together in a lot of projects, but there's also kind of like this separate world because it's separated by distance. And so you have these these two groups that kind of came together in this film. And so it was really cool that like the overlap that happened. Yeah. Crews that had never really worked together before, actors that were the first time working together. It just kind of like this like a nice blend. And we kind of shot everything in the middle in between both cities, which is kind of cool in Elizabeth, Colorado. Um, so I thought that was kind of fun. Yeah. You know. hey, Derek, you got any other questions? questions? Sorry, Heath. Didn't mean to uh, <laughs> I was going to say one, with that. Uh, oh, go on. Oh, I, I was just going to. I was going to pick back on what um, Nate said because of bringing the two worlds together between the Denver and the Springs. Um, I had just gotten off of Film Army and Coop, and so I worked with Aon there, and I worked with Callie June, and and um, and so it was kind of nice to come right off a of set into another one with those guys. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, that's awesome. So back to you, Dirk. <laughs> uh, the only, <laughs> the only one question I had that I wanted to ask about was uh, the alien language. Where did that come from? <laughs> it's mostly sly, I think. Just kind of, kind of yeah. creative. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah um, I, I think a slide started talking, and then I was like, I think I understood some of the words. And then he was saying some words in Spanish, and I was like, that's what I thought you were saying. I was like, yeah, don't say don't. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> well, what's funny is uh, one of the scenes where he had to say those lines, there was a lot of uh, noise in the background. So Sly had to come back and re-record his lines. And so he was like, I don't know what I was saying here. So we were trying to like match the lips and he was trying to like, you know, get the timing down. It was really funny. <laughs> I was able to, um, when, I, when I was putting together Scrimmage Sanctum, if you look on the sides of Scrimmage Sanctum, there's like these weird designs, and I can't remember the name of te- the name of the text, but there's this like this. What was it? It's the ancient Sumerian text. Uh, yeah, cuneiform. Sumerian text. Yeah. So on the side, uh, on the sides of the the the, the pillars in Scrimmage Sanctum, there's there's a Sumerian dialect or, di- or words or letters that I use. And if you if you want to take the time to go look that up, by all means, <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to tell you what it says, but it's it, it relates to the film for sure. <laughs> it's basically Shale's signature. There's actually something written. On, there's actually something written on the pillars in in Sumerian. Okay. Ah. Well, an ancient alien fan out there. No, you told me. I I I think I know what they are. 
I yeah. think you told me what they were. Yeah. 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 Well, we are getting right. close to the end you of the show. You have to watch it on Tuesday when it comes out on all uh, video on demand platforms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I will say, if this, when, uh, is this, when would this air or is this airing now? Are we live? We're going to, oh, this, this will drop on Sunday. On Sunday. Oh, cool. okay. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I can't label what platforms we'll be we will will be seen on, but it, it's basically on everything you can buy or rent um, a, a movie on. So, cool. Yeah. For some reason, we have to wait on Tuesday. <laughs> where can people Where can people find you guys online? Um, for the film, I will say monster40.com, then Facebook Monster40, pretty much at Monster40 anywhere and everywhere. Twitter, I have it as Monster Force. Um, but Facebook's the spot. That's where we put a lot of our content and then sometimes Instagram. Um, but then everybody else is pretty busy. Do, uh, oh, we have like- a new tick- there's, a, there's a new TikTok channel too. Oh yeah. Yeah. And TikTok, Monster Four Zero. Oh, which, I didn't know that. Cool. Okay. Which is a beast. <laughs> Figure out. <laughs> Says my 38 year old self. So. Uh, <laughs> my, favorite t- my favorite TikTok channel is of course, Yeti boot. That's mm-hmm. my favorite TikTok. Just throwing that out there. That is a TikTok channel. It's Yeti Boot, not Monster Four Zero. Aeon, where can people find you? Um, I'm sorry, my microphone just died. (laughs) We're talking about our Facebook pages. Anywhere your online presence. I would be uh, Aeon Monster on Instagram and Twitter, and then I would be Aeon Cruise Official on Facebook. Uh, Omid. <laughs> Omid. I don't have any uh, professional kind of online presence. I kind of just come and go <laughs> as I please, I guess. I don't know. Um, you can find him on IMDb. <laughs> yeah. Uh, rejection. How I missed you. <laughs> <laughs> Sylvia. Uh, you can find me at um, Facebook. I have two pages. I have the uh, Sylvia Tassiri, which, which is my public uh, figure page, and Sylvia I did Tassiri, which I put more of my personal stuff, but also work stuff. Uh, Instagram, Sylvia Tassiri. TikTok, Sylvia Tassiri. Live it, Sylvia Tassiri. Twitter, Sylvia Tassiri. And uh, YouTube, Sylvia Tassiri. And I have my page, uh, Sylvia Tassiri.net. I see a pattern there. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I wanted to make sure that it was the same everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Greg. Uh, Yeah, you can find me on Instagram uh, at Farinelli Greg. And then uh, Greg Farnelli on Facebook. Um, I'm on IMDb as well if you want to catch up on what I'm doing <laughs> other project-wise. Um, okay. You can watch uh, Ros- – if you're into sci-fi, since we're talking about sci-fi, uh, I make a couple of appearances on episodes of uh, Roswell, New Mexico in oh, Season cool. 2 on Netflix. Oh, very cool. Bravo. Peace. Thank you. Me? Yes, you. Um, uh, hi, I'm Heath Hine, uh, Radical Artist Agency. Um, <laughs> you can find me um, on Facebook uh, at Heath Hine, but there's another Heath Hine. I met him. I found him on there, and um, he, he ended up getting one of my Christmas presents that was emailed to him, so um, I contacted him, and he gave it back. Um, so uh, it's, and, and then uh, my phone number, 303 but I'm not going to answer 
Just message? Yeah, you can text me. Okay. <laughs> oh, boy. Tell me what you get. By the way, um, Eve, if, uh, if some person, you know, texts you about a date, it's not me, okay? Oh, thanks. <laughs> um, and I, I, I do have a website. It's uh, just heathhine.com. And that's Heine, like H-E-I-N-E, like your backside. Hey, Heath, just ignore this text. <laughs> um, oh, I felt something vibrate. <laughs> and last but not least, that wraps up. Chill. What? Huh? What? Hi. <laughs> Hi. I'm still here. Hi. See me? I'm right here. Yes. Um, I, I can be found at, uh, on Facebook. I have my, my actor page is uh, Shale C. LePage. And then I have my normal, normal everyday um, Facebook page, a uh, Shayla page, and then I also have my IMDb. And as Heath mentioned, I'm a, I'm part of a Lincoln Talent. If you're looking for someone, that's me. That's my agency. Awesome. But um, yeah, Shayla Seela page is my acting page, and my regular page is a Shayla page, and then of course IMDb. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for joining us. I mean, it was a blast. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. And, thank you. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Thank you. Keep it coming. Keep it coming. Uh, so, there is a fine line between genius and madness. <laughs> um, guys, please come back. Please come, come back. talk. Please. Yeah, we'd yeah, love to have you guys back on in the future. Yeah, especially when you do the sequel. Yes, yes. <laughs> nice. Very much so. Yeah. Thank you, guys. It was great. It was a thank pleasure. You. Yeah, um, thank you so much. Have a wonderful weekend, and uh, we appreciate your time as well. Well, thank yeah, you. Thank you very yeah, it's much. It's good to see all of you guys. I love all of you. Love you too, man. Love you too. <laughs> And on that note, we're going to leave you asking. Want to know more? So, um... The bad crowd you've been hanging out with is a science fiction club? This has been a Weeby Geeks production. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. You know how Disney kind of like puts films on an assembly line, but you know that when you're getting something from Pixar, because it takes so long to craft, that there's a lot of care put into it. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Playing worldwide on radio seven days a week your favorite podcast app, and right here on the ESO Network. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.